This guy is all about shaving heads and not points. It's the Shave Heads Not Points Podcast with your host, PJ Davis. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Shave Heads Not Points. Now, we have another set of state champions with us uh, tonight. We have Kelly Chastain and Jeremy Edwards. Kelly is the offensive line coach at Warner Robins High School, and Jeremy is the offensive coordinator. So, gentlemen, thanks for uh, coming on tonight. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Um, so, Kelly, I guess you'll go – I guess I'll volunteer you to go first. Kind of uh, tell us how you got to Warner Robins and becoming a state champ. Uh, I started out playing high school football at Thomas County Central and then uh, – <clears throat> going to college, I didn't play college football, but I still had a passion for the game. I uh, got linked up with uh, Keith Goss in Tiff County and started community coaching when I was going to Vidasa State. And uh, he got a head job at McIntosh County Academy and asked me to go with him over there. So I went there for two years. And then uh, Bond last year got the head job at Houston County. Uh, and my uh, cousin, Mike Chastain, was the office coordinator. He asked me to come with him. Uh, and I was there for three years. Uh, everybody knows Jake Fromm. Uh, that's where he played high school football. Well, we were there for three years, and then Mike got the head job here at Warner Robins and asked me to come with him, so I came with him. And then I've uh, been here ever since, and I've uh, been loving it here, man. Absolutely. Kel, uh, Jeremy, same question, bud. Yeah. Um, I'm from originally from Gwinnett County, and I went to uh, I went to high school at Decula. And uh, after – after high school, went to Georgia Southern. I was actually a walk-on kicker at Georgia Southern. Um, people too, baby. Yeah, we won a, uh, a national championship in 99. Um, I actually didn't start off in coaching. I did. I got a sport management degree and can't do a whole lot with it. I figured out real quick. I did sales for a couple of years, and I decided I need to go back and now, to a college kid, though, that degree sounds like the greatest thing in the world. Oh, I was going to work for the Braves. Yeah. You know, I was going to be in the front office with the Braves. I had all those plans, right? Didn't work out. So, I uh, <laughs> I went back to school and uh, got my degree so I could teach PE and get into coaching. And um, started off as a, a student assistant like when I was doing my student teaching at Kennesaw Mountain uh, for Scott Jones. And uh, from there – I left and went back to Gwinnett with a guy named John Thompson, uh, who, I, who he coached at Gainesville a couple of years ago, I believe. Um, yeah, were he you, was the head coach. Were you with What's him that? at Burtmar? Yeah, I was with him at Burtmar. Yeah. For, yeah. Uh, he's a, for he's a uh, very good family friend, known him for a long, long time. He coached me in, in high school, and then he coached with me when he came back to Gainesville. Yeah, great guy. Um, he hired me, gave me a shot to coach uh, wide receivers. Um, so I went over there with him. Um, spent two years. My second year, he made me the coordinator. I wasn't ready. Um, fun fact, I guess, uh, he goes by Quavo now, but Quavius Marshall was my quarterback yeah. at, uh, at Burtmar. And uh, we weren't very good. We, we, did the Tony, we did the Tony Franklin deal and uh, wristbanded up and all that. And, uh, you know, it was a good learning experience for me from there. Uh, John left. And so when he left, I, I got out of there and went to um, work for Bob Spire at North Gwinnett. Um, and that's probably, he's probably my mentor in, in the, in the game. Um, taught me a whole lot, uh, runs an unbelievable program. And uh, so I spent really just a year there um, 
you know, I ran the ninth grade and kind of coached quarterbacks with him and just tried to soak up as much as I could. You know, I kind of got thrown into it early, and so it was kind of taking a step back for the good. I got hired uh, the next year at Northview High School um, by Chad Davenport, who's at West Forsyth now, another great guy and, and as a coordinator. And we, we had some success. And uh, from there, um, my wife is from Cobb County, and my wife actually went to Kennesaw Mountain. Um, and so Scott Jones got the head job, followed Heath Webb at North Paulding. I went to North Paulding for, uh, for four years. As the offensive coordinator, we had some success there. Um, we uh, moved up to 7A, and it was tough sledding. We were 5A for the first two years, and uh, in 7A we weren't. We we made the playoffs, but we got the uh, we got lucky enough to go down to Moultrie and play Conklin County and got pounded. And uh, <laughs> well, I went down there, and I, I figured out that uh, it was awesome, man. South Georgia was unbelievable football, you know, just the atmosphere and all that stuff, and so. I, uh, from there, um, I had some interviews with some folks, ended up at Cairo, um, for three years, wasn't looking for a job, happy as can be, um, living in South Georgia. My family loved it. And, uh, then, uh, Marquise Westbrook got the job at, at, uh, Warner Robins and called me up one day. And, um, you know, I thought I owed it to him, just a conversation to come up and talk to him and whatnot. And, Ended up taking the job, and this was my second year, and and I couldn't be happier. I got a great staff, great bunch of guys. I mean, it's it's an unbelievable deal. Absolutely. I mean, you know, the the way that <clears throat> y'all were able to put a hurting on Cartersville, man, that was that was pretty impressive. Um, you know, I, I mean, I literally I, I don't have that notebook out in front of me, but it's about three or four of your plays. I went, hold up, rewind. <laughs> and I started writing stuff down. All right, how are they blocking this? All right, let me, let me do that. All right, what what was this formation? All right, it's black black left. All right, cool. You know, I mean, yeah. I was doodling about three or four of y'all's things. Uh, you know, I, I told Kelly I've gone back a couple times and just kind of watched through it and just let it run. I've I've paused it a couple times. Man, it was it was a lot of fun to watch. And you know, that quarterback that that you guys have, um, he is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. He just he made plays all over the field and and um, you know made it, to me looked like he made the right read every single time because he just you know just gashed him for 10, 15 yards and he was able to to just zip that thing in there whenever he wanted to. Yeah, he's a special player for sure. Uh, you know, with this whole pandemic and all that stuff, unfortunately, he's he has no offers right now. Um, really? You know, has the grades, you know, has every checks all the boxes, six three, two ten, you know. Throw it a mile, you know, athletic, dual threat guy and had some, you know, but then this whole transfer portal and the whole thing's kinda you know, the people that offered him had nobody leaving and they weren't gonna push people out the door. I get it, but unfortunate for him. Um he has some, but he doesn't have the offers that he had before, I guess I should say. Um he'll end up somewhere. Oh, that's what I was getting ready to say. I'm, you know, after that, and then, you know, like the thing we talked about earlier, that the virtual uh, recruiting fair thing that all the coach head coaches in the state were on today. You know, mm-hmm. he's going to have a couple offers before this weekend. There's no doubt about that. Oh yeah, yeah, he he will. So what we're doing here is we're going to do a, a four part mini series. Um, not mini series. It's just 
smaller videos is really what it is. So we're going to do four parts. Uh, in this first part, we're going to talk about game planning, walkthroughs, and meetings. Um, you know, so let's go. Let's start with meetings because you got to meet before you game plan, anyways, right? And then you right. get to that walkthrough thing. So kind of, uh, you know, just just tell everybody else how y'all's uh, meetings go and and how you divvy out responsibilities as the offensive coordinator and what you tell your offensive line coach and, and what you do as the O-line coach in y'all's meetings and, and things like that. Well, we're, we're real fortunate here to uh, have the setup to where we've got uh, an actual football class. Um, uh, this year's a little different um, the way that we, the way we did it, the way it was set up, we got a fit. We're a six period day. They cut the seventh period out. So fifth and sixth period is really devoted to, um, to football here. And uh, I think it's really that way. A lot of places from middle Georgia down, you know, mm. <laughs> I'm a Metro guy, a lot of schools up there, they don't do it that way. Hey. So that's cool. kind of one of the advantages that we have. Um, so what we do is, uh, and not all the coaches are in there. I know there are some schools that have that. We don't have that luxury, but myself, coach Chastain, uh, we're in there, our defensive coordinator and our head coach. And so what we're able to do, you know, the kids are going to lift and do all that stuff. And then, we're going to have our, our, uh, our meetings. Now, um, this year, uh, because we got out an hour earlier, because we lost that period, we did gain all our coaches. So we can split up into our different rooms and have just normal position meetings. Um, you know, where I coach the quarterbacks here, so I've got the quarterbacks, but everybody's, you know, got their coach in there. Um, so we're real fortunate for that. Uh, you know, just watching film, going over the scouting report early on Mondays, and then just getting into more of the uh, opponent film and practice film. Obviously, we, we grade uh, practice and we, we film it. And so they're, we're trusting them to watch it, but they don't always do at home. So we got to watch it with them, make sure we're hitting the highlights and lowlights of the day and then moving on from it. But um, I think it's important, the meetings, just because you got, you got that kid that, you know, you can draw it up for on the board and, it looks like Chinese to him, right? And I mean, you can get out there and run through it or walk through it. It's going to hit their brain. So I got some kids that are good. I can say, draw this up and they can do it. Um, and then I got other kids that can't, they got to, they got to do it live or, you know, full speed and things like that. So um, that's, that's really what we got for the meeting, for the meeting piece. I'll let coach take it away for the O-line. Yeah. Well, we come in for all of line meetings uh, throughout the week. So after, so they have Tuesday, Tuesday meeting, uh, the kids will come in, they'll sit down. Uh, you know, of course, here at one Robbins, we, we uh, kind of cap it off in about 14 minute meeting. So that's not very long. So you have to be organized in what you're doing. Uh, so when the kids, when the players walk in for the offensive line, our, our, the fronts have already drawn up, our cutups are already made of uh, corrections that got to get fixed or the big mistakes we made the practice before and any kind of a uh, review we need to do. So if some new stuff we're doing or new formations or whatever plays, whatever we're doing, that's we'll hit that real fast. And we'll also um, have new stuff drawn on the board to man review real fast as far as before we watch film of uh, the mistakes we made the previous day. But that, that's, that's the main thing is, 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 is we hit is being organized and hitting those main things. So we, we get that review before we go to practice. So it's fresh on their mind and they have an emphasis of that during practice. Forgot to mute myself because I had to cough. <clears throat> um, is there anything that y'all did this year? And then as the season, since the season has been finished and over, you go, 
oh, I definitely want to change this and do that, you know, that next year, something different? Uh, I mean, he made a good point, you know, with the pandemic deal, we had to, we had to chop them down to really, like we said, 13 and a half minutes so that we could get our kids on the move. You know, mm. if you're in there longer than 15 or whatnot, you get hit with the contract contact tracing and all that kind of stuff. So right. we, like, we had to be super organized and we had to do a lot of uh, work on the front end to make sure we were prepared for those meetings because they weren't as long, but I, I'll be honest with you. We did the same thing in, in, in the weight room. You know, we went in there for 15 minutes we got it done, what we needed for that day, and got out of there. And so we were able to dodge some of that stuff with the contact tracing because we were keeping them on the move. But I'll be honest with you, I, I almost want to stay with the 15-minute deal in the meetings because you got their attention. You know, it's rapid fire. Yep. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're not going to fall asleep on you. And some of those meetings we had last year when they were longer, you know, 30, 45 minutes, that's too, that's too much. Yeah. They're just getting out of school. They don't want to listen to you. You know, they're ready to get out there and practice and, and get on with it. So um, I actually think, think we learned a lot from this uh, COVID deal and to where we may actually try to keep some of the meetings short and sweet like that. Just keep them on the move and never let them get comfortable, really. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of things that, you know, a lot of coaches can say what you just said is that uh, COVID forces us to do something that we never thought that we – you know, we never thought of as actually wanting to do on, on our own, but now that it forced our hand, you know, there, there's a lot of things that we take that we like from it. Um, so when y'all get into game planning, uh, you know, starting on Sunday when the staff meets, um, you know, how, how do you, uh, how do you divvy that up? Do you, do you say, Hey, you know, let's talk passes over here with receivers, coaches and quarterbacks, and let's talk, tight end sniffers offensive line we'll go over here and talk run game and blocking schemes or or uh, how do y'all do that starting with uh sundays and, and moving on yeah well like everybody you know we're going to put enter all our data into uh into huddle with the opponent scout you know what we're who what games we're going to break down that's decided usually um sometimes the week before to kind of get a head start on it um we don't game plan a week ahead, obviously, but we can go ahead and some of our free time and, and everybody's got responsibilities as, as far as entering data and all that kind of stuff so that it's ready by the time we get there and we meet at 1.30 on Sundays. Um, from there, we have a whole staff meeting with our head coach and then we just break out from there. Now, the way we do it, um, a lot of times myself and, and, and Kelly, we're, we're talking all throughout the weekend anyway. So we kind of have a good idea of what we like, um, you know, from a formation standpoint and things like that. And we're really just trying to build the run game. Our pass game's not going to change. Our run game's not going to change. Mm -hmm. You know, we run power, we run zone, and we throw verticals. That's what we're going to do. And so we're just trying to figure out different ways that we can do that by changing the presentation every week. So that team that plays us in week 10, if they got all 10 films, they got a lot to look at. And so um, I think we're trying to be as simple as possible. Even now we're trying to figure out even better ways in, in, to be even more simple with our scheme. But as far as the, the Sunday deal goes, I've got my other coaches. We'll have a, a short little offensive uh, staff meeting after the big one. We'll talk about what happened Friday, any things we need to fix going forward. 
and I try to be as organized as possible. I have it all typed up so that nobody forgets anything that was discussed, any things that need to be fixed um, going into the next week. And then uh, we'll break up. I'll stay with him and we'll sit there and watch the cutups that have been, have been built based on common formations. And we'll try to build our run game from there. Um, my other coaches have other responsibilities. I got a guy working the goal board. So he's getting the goals updated. He's working personnel off of uh, for the next opponent for the scout report. I got another guy working offensive analysis. So he's breaking down what we did the previous game and putting it into a spreadsheet for me. So I know exactly what we were doing well for the season, what we're not. If we're not doing something good, we're going to we're going to cut it. Um, and so things like that. Um, then we'll come we'll go eat. Uh, they'll bring food to us uh, here at the school. And we'll eat all together as an entire coaching staff. And then from there, we usually have a good idea. You know, it's probably from about 1.30 to about 5-ish. You know, we do that. After we eat at 5, we'll get uh, – we'll meet back together. And uh, really, I'll make sure everybody's on the same page what we're doing. If it's a different shift or motion, you know, how do we want to set that up, you know, and things like that. Um, and then we go home. And usually it's, you know – Sometimes it can be later, but we're not we're not up here all night. I mean, it's probably eight o'clock or so when we're up here, and then you know I don't script practice for the next day. We have time, plenty of time during the school day to get that mm -hmm. done. We work together on that. Um, you know, he makes sure that you know he's scripting the uh, when I script the plays, he's putting in the defenses and things that he needs to see from an offensive line standpoint. So um, it's worked out really well. Um, for the last two years doing it that way here. Kelly, you got anything to add to uh, y'all's game planning that you like to talk about that he forgot to mention? No, that's pretty much it. I mean, uh, everybody comes back together after we eat and they, they give their spill as far as, you know, fronts and, and what they've noticed. And we all just put it together as an offensive staff and just, and just make it even stronger than what we already had planned. You try not to fall asleep like I do? No. Eats, you, just, you, you get there in that little food coma and you're just like, oh, God, we got to go yeah. back to work. But, man, yeah. I want to take a nap. I just want everybody fight. to have, have kind of a, uh, a say, you know. Uh -huh. I, I, mean, I want everybody to feel like they have a part in what we're doing. Um, and so those guys that break away, they come back and they become – they're an expert. I got one guy that's an expert of their secondary. He's going to come in and tell me everything about it. Yeah. I got a, the other guy, my tight end coach is and running back coach. They're breaking down the front and they're, I mean, they know everything about those guys and we're trying to find the defense is number 11. You know, I want to know who their worst guy is. Yeah. We're going to go after that guy over and over and over. I mean, it's really not anything spectacular, man. It's, it's stupid, simple. It works for us. Uh, the kids like it because they don't have to think a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, and that's, you know, that's really the deal. So as that game planning goes through the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, you know, when do you – like Wednesday, probably most of us, you start chopping stuff out on Wednesday of what works, what doesn't work. Um, and then how does that kind of translate over into y'all's walkthroughs? Um, well, first of all, the you know, we, we kind of try to put a number on what we're going to do from a game plan standpoint. When I say that, I mean we've got 20, really 20 normal – down a distance place uh -huh. okay so about the minus 10 to the 20 you know that's really the bulk of our game plan 
And, you know, 10 of it may be runs, and then we got 10 passes. Usually it's more runs than passes um, anyways. But when we do our, our scripting for Monday and Tuesday, we're going to run 40 plays during team as fast as we can. Okay. All right? So the way we set that up is we'll go 10 minutes and we'll run, we'll run 20 plays in 10 minutes. All right, we're going to go down the left hash. We're going to go down the right hash. So in those 40 plays, I'm hitting my 20 normal down and distance play calls. Okay, so I'm going to get the left hash and the right hash version of that play call. So that's what we do Monday and Tuesday. Um, that kind of stuff is really what we're getting uh, hashed out on a Sunday, those, those normal down distance. As the week goes on, then I'll start looking more into our red zone, our shots, and then our third down package and our coming out. And a lot of that stuff doesn't ever really change, but that's all we work on Wednesday. All right. We, we do cut practice back on Wednesday. And so we go from 40 plays to 32 plays, but we're working on just the situational calls, okay. uh, you know, things like that. Um, so I don't know if that answers your question, but, you know, we do, we have, you know, there's usually by Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, if there's something that just looks like crap, yeah, we're gonna cut it out, um, but we don't we don't change a whole lot. You know, it's it's just the look. You know, but a lot of people think you know we're doing a lot of stuff, but we're not really. Um, really, we're really, like I said, two run plays, but we're gonna figure out ways to dress it up. Yeah, um, a guy I had on here, uh, Brad Smith. I don't know if you know Brad. He's the head coach at Loganville now. Um, I had him and. Zach Morrison on that I played with him the one year I was at Shorter and you know Brad made made a statement that stuck with me that you know formations are cheap but plays are expensive mm -hmm. about you know the, the more plays you try to do and getting creative and changing this and changing that the more it's going to end up costing you in the end and you know you can just formation it you can tempo it you can motion it whatever and, and that's a lot cheaper to run power than trying to run power and block it seven different ways. That's right. So, that's right. Coach Chastain, what, uh, what kind of changes from you from that Monday to Tuesday to that Wednesday type deal as far as, um, you know, the way that you, you handle your guys in practice? Uh, well, we, we do different drill work um, um, from Monday, Tuesday to Wednesday. Uh, we have our focus. So basically Monday is our, is our focus on our gap scheme uh, drills, what we do for gap scheme. And then Tuesday okay. is more of our zone scheme. And then Wednesday's outside, outside runs and uh, also pass protection or pass or pass posture. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. But uh, they're, they're still hitting each, all those, we'll still hit zone technique and we're running plays on, on Monday, you know? So it's, we still hit those same things, but our focus that day is going to be on that certain scheme of which we're trying to focus on for that day. So is there is there anything special that y'all do for walkthroughs, uh, which is you know part of this first segment? Is there anything special that you guys do that you think has, well, let's say it, it's maybe different than maybe you'd have done in the past. It's not just the same old monotonous walkthrough. Is there something special about it, uh, you know, that y'all like to to share? I mean, I I think the walkthroughs, and and looking back. Um, and just talking, you know, I think that it's been a big, big deal uh, to our success here, to be quite honest. Um, mm -hmm. We get 10 minutes to do it. We don't wear helmets when we do that. We let them put their helmets on the on the goal line. We'll usually be about on the 10-yard line, and it's all 11 guys. 
So we're going to walk. And what we're trying to do in those 10 minutes, obviously, we can't walk through everything that we're going to do. But anything new, um, if we have any tempo plays, any one-word plays, anything like that that, that's um, from the game plan that maybe they need an extra look at, we're going to do that. We do have our reserve guys um, that are out there as a scout front. All right, so it's not just on air. So those guys in the box are getting are able to identify the front that we're going to see and all that kind of stuff. And and coach does a, a tremendous job the way he teaches zone and the way he teaches gap. And so we're just getting through those things. But the things that we do in walk, there's not going to be how to block power this week. We we block right. power week one that we do week fifteen. Right. Uh, it depends on the front, obviously. And, and the game plans depend on the front, too. If we're going to play an odd front team, we're going to do this. We're, we don't see a lot of even, but if we did, we're going to do this. And so we know, kind of know where to go. I guess that's why it doesn't take us so long to game plan. We know exactly what we like versus those fronts. There's no chasing ghosts. There's no making stuff up. Um, but I think that, the you know, if we happen to run a trick play, it's going to be in the walkthrough. Yeah. You know, if we have a different shot play, it's going to be in the walkthrough. If it's a one-word call, a tempo play that we like, and, you know, we need to spell it out for them, it's going to be in the walkthrough. So those – I think it's been huge. And Coach take, is taking it a, a, to another level. I mean, he grinds his guys now. I mean, it, those quarterbacks want to go home. He's got the he's got the dang O-line up there all night long. They'll do a post-practice walkthrough with my running backs and – you know, and it's not taxing on their bodies, yeah. but it's it's just rapid fire and just making sure. And, you know, it, I think it just helps so much with our execution, honestly. I mean, Absolutely. that one kid yeah. that just listened to me or him in a meeting and thought, what the hell is this guy talking about? He gets out there to walk through and it just makes sense. You exactly. Know? And then when we get the team, it's, it's rock and roll. So just to add on top of that, uh, like – during our during our team session, there's not much time to if you're coaching a kid up, it's on the fly. Like you don't have a time to give a dissertation. Like you you're not doing that, or everybody's gonna be getting on your butt about you know taking too long to get the next play because within 13 seconds or less, we're running we're running the next play. Yeah, I mean it, the, during that walkthrough, uh, that that pre, uh, pre game or pre uh, practice walkthrough is a great time to slow it down a little bit and really really get the coaching of. You just came from the classroom where you heard it the one time, so you're hearing it, and you might see it. Now you're going to do it, and then you get you, you do that. I'll do that before you get to do it in team. So you should run it perfect in team. What you know is there a, a motto or an acronym or something that y'all use at Warner Robbins that y'all use year in out? Like with Coach Webb, we use grit, grind, responsibility, integrity, toughness. You know that's our motto year in and year out, right? And the three team rules are do right, do your best, treat others the way you want to be treated. Very general, very broad, covers a lot of topics. You don't have to get very specific with, you know, be on time for every meeting, uh, blah, 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 right? Three, very simple. So is there something as far as the, the culture that, that co- y'all's head coaches put in down there at uh, Warner Robbins that has gotten the kids to buy in? Yeah, um, from year from my first year last year to now, we uh, in the off season we put in some core values. Um, so we have a core value associated with with a day. All right, so each day has its own core value, and then and it's spelled out for them. And to be honest, what it was going really well now in the off season with uh, you know January, February, and then I guess March when we got kicked out of the building, um, we were hammering it. 
and we continue to hammer it through our Zoom meetings and things like that. Our initial thought was, hey, you got to memorize these core values before you get your helmet. Yeah. But <laughs> we kind of we nixed that and didn't go that far with it. But for instance, like Monday is energy. All right. And so we define energy for them. Tuesday is toughness. Um, Wednesday is discipline. Thursday is family. And then competition is on Friday. And um, a friend of mine, Randy Jackson, you know, wrote a book. I think everybody's seen it or probably read it. It's really, really good on culture. If you don't have it, you may want to get that. It's, it's got some great ideas. And he kind of breaks it down um, just like that. Um, so we kind of took that and we kind of made our own words and gave our own definition from it. Um, and we had every time we would start a meeting, whether it's, you know, the, the defensive backs or linebackers or O-line or quarterbacks, doesn't matter. We were going to hit that first. And we had PowerPoints that we would show them and presentations kind of defining what it means uh, for our for our program. Um, offensively, we kind of have our own core values. Um, we talk about A to B. Uh, we talk about attack, attitude, and brotherhood. And then we kind of define those as well. And so um, it's always posted on our scouting reports, things like that. If we tweet something out, we're going to put hashtag A to B. We're just going to do that kind of stuff to just kind of build our brand and, and uh, give the kids, you know, an emphasis for the day. So that's, I mean, that's something that, you know, I haven't necessarily heard of is, you know, having a, having a different um, core value for each day. So I like that. Um, now, as far as offensive linemen, usually doesn't take much for offensive linemen to buy in, you know, it's more of a, a mentality. Most kids are born with it. Um, you know, some kids you have to teach it to them. If and most times, if it's a teach it to them kid, it's somebody who's probably never played football before. Most most times, right? Yeah. Um, so, but but what do you do as far as offensive line goes? That you know is your thing that you put your twist on stuff for? Uh, like he said, with the with the uh, the core values that we use, uh, we we hammer it pretty hard. Uh, the things I do as far as like relationship with the guys that was guys go. Uh, I learned this uh, a while back, and I just implemented my own thing to it when I was at uh, Houston County with Von Lasseter, uh, is, is, you know, spending time with those guys outside of practice, you know. Let them see you, you know, not as, as a coach, as, but as a, as a man, as the man of your household, whether you're a father or you know, a husband or a son or whatever it is. You know, let them see you outside of football so they get to know you as a person. It's so they don't just think you use them as, as a player and they and it's really love those guys. And we use that word a lot that we love our guys and we do. Uh, we demand a lot from them and we want them to understand, you know, that, that we love these guys and we're not just doing this for us, but it's for their benefit as well. Absolutely. And, you know, I think the, the offensive line coach is usually the most, uh, you know, well put together person on a staff other than, the head coach and the coordinators um, just because, you know, from making calls to, to changes and, and, you know, declarations and things like that, you got to be a special person to be an offensive lineman. Then you got to be an even more special person to be a offensive line coach. Right. Um, yes, sir. So obviously you just mentioned your player relationships. Uh, Jeremy, what about, your player relationships and buy-in in the – I'm assuming you coach quarterbacks. I don't know. I never asked. Yeah, I, I do. Um, okay. We, 
we we kind of get that started in our quarterback school. Um, we start that typically. Um, we usually we usually try to start at the end of February, March. You know, because we the last two years we've been playing late into the season, so we try to give them some time off, kind of get away from it and miss it a little bit. Yeah. I really start doing. I've got a quarterback manual that I use um, for my uh, for my quarterback school. It's broken down into ten different sessions that we do our quarterback school, we start building that relationship then. I mean, I'll, you know, we'll pull stuff up uh, if we're done with the meeting and watch things on YouTube or whatever, and just try to hang out. Um, you know, I want them to feel comfortable around me. I want to feel comfortable around them. I need them to be an extension of me, of me really. Um, and I had that this year. Um, and I have a returning quarterback. It's the same. If I was out, he could run the quarterback drills. And they know exactly what to do with my young guys. And so I think that's where we get it going. Um, but this year we didn't get a chance to get out uh, into the community and, and go get something to eat just because of the restrictions and, and things like that. But um, we usually try to do that, you know, take them out to eat. I got a lot less to take out to eat than Coach here, man. He breaks the bank when he takes his. <laughs> I, took, I took mine to uh, – well, well, at least the starters. I took those guys to uh, Wild Wings Cafe and got them the – all you can eat wings because we got over 300 yards rushing one game. And I was yeah. like, man, I was like, I want to get over 300 yards rushing, but uh, let's, let's, let's go back a little bit. Hey, this every time. Ours do it every Wednesday, man. When they go uh, in the summer, they do the, you know, buy, is it, I think it's like basically buy one, get one on your wings or uh, yeah. half, you know, 50% off or something. And so, um, and this is even in the summer at lunchtime after we get finished with, uh, with workouts and most times it's all of the offensive linemen plus our two offensive line coaches and then whoever else wants to show up man they'll they'll go put 16 17 people obviously we didn't do it this summer but uh 16 17 people at a table and they'll just freaking go to town and you know they'll be like man i ate 68 wings oh well you know i ate ate 74 wings well Mm -hmm. i ate 58 wings or something you know and so it just all of a sudden becomes a, a competition but um, it's, it's always a good time for them to just sit back and, and be friends and be teammates and not talk about football necessarily. Uh, you know, they always bring up what, whoever they see on Twitter when they're at the table, but, um, you know, it's, it's don't have to worry about getting something wrong, getting something right, staying focused on a meeting, anything like that. It's just, you know, relaxing. Yeah. So, um, Excuse me. I know I, what I like to do is I did this this year. Uh, I moved from receivers to running backs. And we would be in film room, be all the skill guys in the room, and then offensive line was in another room. And, you know, I started thinking as we were sitting in the meetings, we're, we're a heavy zone team, dive team, right? So we're like 67 63% run, I think, was what the final number was over the season. And so, you know, Coach Webb's talking about, you know, the grass is going to be here, the grass is going to be there, you know, look for this. And I finally asked him, I said, Coach, after about a week, I said, Coach, can we just start going with the offensive linemen for film? You know, because we got first period weight training with all our guys. So all the football players have first period weight training, so we use that as film study time for for half and half on offense, defense. And I said, can I just start going with offensive line? Would take my guys in there? He's like, yeah, absolutely. So we went in there. Because I simply wanted the running backs to know everything that the center was calling. 
and everything that the tackles and the guards were checking to. And, you know, we had a, a Roger call and then we checked to a fan call on the left side or we changed it to a 5-0 call. And so, you know, our because our pass protection would change, right? So I wanted our running backs to be the sixth offensive lineman, so to speak, so yeah. that they knew exactly what they were saying up front and what it meant. Because to me, before I became running backs coach, you know, I never really paid much attention to it. So I was like, well, first off, I need it, you know, more than more than my kids, but <clears throat> my kids need it too, because I need them to understand when they, you know, when the center starts declaring this or the tackle starts pointing out to a fan or, you know, telling him, hey, you know, alert, alert, something like that. Hey, I know exactly what I'm doing in the backfield. And so, you know, I think it helped our kids just really build a, a stronger connection with the offensive linemen than maybe we would have if we had just stayed in those skill position meetings, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I think one of the biggest things that it took away as far as X's and O's go as well is as far as our inside or outside zone track, getting them to understand how we're blocking certain things and they know, okay, well, our center is going to go here, our guard's going to go there, and our tackle's going to do this. And so when we get there on the fit out, out there on the field, we know, you know, as long as they don't do some crazy X stunts or nothing, I know exactly where my cutback lane's going to be. I know exactly, am I going to bang it? Am I going to cut it? Or am I going to jump it? Right. And so for, for us up, up at, out there on the field, it gave us leverage pre snap to say, this is where I'm probably going to go. So it helped mm-hmm. us read the hole a lot, a lot better. And, and 100% coach. I mean, that, that get, kind of goes back to uh, those walkthroughs, you know, are we uh-huh. running to a, a three man surface to a two man surface versus an odd front, this, that, the other, you know, where are you going to fit? Yeah. I think that's good. Those running backs, you're right, man. They kind of get, kind of get lost. Like we do routes on air. I don't really need you, you know, yeah. so they're getting more indie time, you know, yeah. I mean, tight ends, they're kind of for us when we play with a tight end, just about every snap, you know, um, and those guys are really, for the most part, and we had a really a true tight end this year, for the most part, they're, they're a six O lineman. Yeah. You know, so they're usually with coach. I mean, they got to, they got their own position coach as well, but you know, he's not as free to be around them as much as, coach Chastain because he's a math teacher god bless him <laughs> I teach science man I know how I know how it is yeah I, I'm not fortunate enough to be in the weight room yet uh I'm still trying to my big old ears are getting hot I'm still trying to uh get in that weight room so um anything else y'all want to add for player relationships uh before maybe we move on to the, the third section I think that's pretty much it man okay All right, so I'm going to hit stop on this thing over here and uh, move on to section three, which is going to be practice, bags, uh, and daily drills. All right, so uh, how do you want to start this one off? You want to start pre-practice, practice plans? What? How do you want to do this one? Uh, It it really doesn't matter, Coach. Whatever's just fire away. Okay. Well, what uh, offensive line-wise, what are you doing pre-practice uh, with your guys? Are you doing something that is on the focus for that day, or do you have your your EDDs that y'all do? Uh, well, pre-practice, we're always doing our centers go with the hookups with our quarterbacks, uh, usually the all, other offensive linemen. We have about four 
to five centers who and it could be a, a ninth grader, could be several older guys. It could be a guy who's never going to play center. Okay. But if he, if he, if he ever if I ever need a center, he's ready. He can snap. That's right. If I need that guy to go there. I know he. I know he's comfortable at snapping, and he's smart enough where he can play multiple positions. Now another guy who can't do that, I won't ask him to do it. He'll be over there mm-hmm. working uh, with our tight ends coach when he gets out of practice. Uh, he'll be working with him on certain things, whether it be a zone step or a gap step or uh, our linebacker tracks. He's working some footwork stuff, our hands, any kind of stuff like that before practice. So so we know we hit it, and we know it should be perfect when we hit when we hit Indy, Indy and then team or inside. Absolutely. So, coach, what are you doing pre-practice with your guys? Uh, well, I'm with him uh, yeah. because it's a specialty period is what it's labeled on our practice schedule. But um, okay. it's really just a, a straight hookup. So it's quarterbacks, it's centers, and it's running backs. And I'm just giving them a play. All right, we got the little PVC pipe shoots built. So we've got them in the A-gaps. I mean, we're going to run the ball in the A-gaps. I mean, we're not mm-hmm. – we run a little bit outside, but really we're, we're trying to get downhill. Um, and so – Basically, we're just working some of the things that we've got on the script that day, you know, whether it be inside zone or power, whatever. You know, sometimes I'll stand out there and, and be, you know, represent the seventh guy that the quarterback's reading in the RPO game. Or if it's a zone read, I'll be the defensive end. Um, you know, just doing things like that, just that we need to be able to get lots and lots of reps. And it's just really a glorified indie time for our quarterbacks and running backs to be together. Um, yeah. And so it's every day and it's a routine. And so the, those kids know, you know, when, when Coach Westbrook blows the, the first whistle, we're going to, to hookups and we're going to do that every day. It's really a good time, actually, if you're running any kind of power read, things like that, get just steal more and more reps. I mean, if you come out to our practice, nobody's ever standing around with the exception of probably team whenever we've got our defenses having team because we just reeled off 20 plays or such you know, those guys need a, a breather. So they're taking a knee. Um, but that's what we do uh, for, for the pre-practice. Okay. All right. Coach Chastain, back to O-line. Um, you know, daily drills, periods, one, two, three, or four, five, or six, you know, whenever they're going, maybe perfect drill, pat and go, uh, you know, things like that. What What are you running into? All right, big things we try to hit every day is at least our footwork in our hands, no matter what we're doing. Uh, so our, our footwork might be on our – so Monday is going to be our gap scheme focus day. So on Monday, we're doing all of our gap scheme drills, our, our different types of pulls and our back blocks, down blocks, our, our double teams, all that kind of stuff. That's what we're focusing on that day okay. during our individual time. And anytime we get extra time to work, I mean, I'll, I'll go to zone or something else or something I know that we struggle with. And we got to focus on that, whether it be screen release, blocking in space, whatever, whatever it is, or maybe it's a twist on pass pro. If I get any extra time, I'm gonna pre, it's predetermined that through organization that it's going. I'm gonna have that time to work on that stuff during that during whatever they're doing as far as seven on seven goes. Same thing for Tuesday, but our focus will be zone scheme. So we're working our, our, you know, our double teams with zone technique, our, our zone steps, you know, our chipping and climbing up to the linebacker. Yep. Uh, you know, we're working all those kind of things. And, 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 and Wednesdays more of our outside zone or outside run plays. Uh, so we're working our, you know, our, our stretch steps and, you know, our outside run plays and, and uh, we'll do different things as far as if they're in, you know, uh, 
you know, seven on seven or whatever they're doing, we'll come to with the D line and we'll do, uh, we, we call them Jaeger pods, which is basically uh, we have a, a guard tackle going, uh, we have, we run a three, four defense on. So it's basically those two guys versus either a, a one, one end or one tackle head up to, the, to head up to our offensive tackle. And we we can work, we're pulling the opposite way or they got a squeeze. So it's, it's helping them get better. It's helping us get better. Our technique, we can run uh, combo to him where we're stretching or zone comboing him. Uh, we can base block him or whatever we want to do. So I stand behind the defense when we do that, and I signal to the offense what we're doing, those, that, that certain group. And then uh, they run the play, and uh, we have three different groups. So we'll have center guard – or excuse me, uh, guard tackle, so left guard, left tackle. Then we'll have uh, left guard, center, right guard. And then another group will have right guard and right tackle working together. And those guys will just fluctuate working to, with, you know, who they work with during the game. And then we'll also do some pass, uh, some pass rush on other days as well. What was that you said about Jaeger bombs a minute ago? <laughs> <laughs> what did you call it? It's Jaeger pods. Yeah. And so that's so what that, you were just talking about? Yeah. So it's, it's so just two, different pods we break up in. And okay. we, that's what we called it, so. And uh, <coughs> is that where the name came from? Uh, actually, I, I'm it's still my mind where the name came from off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure someone different, another coach with the last name Jaeger, yeah. but uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that, but we got we got I know we got it from somebody else, but I mean, you know, hats off of them. We, we just kind of built off of it. Uh, we 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 have gone and watched other teams do uh, do something similar to it, uh-huh. but uh, they did more of a full line thing, right? And, to me, that's just – I mean, you got other guys kind of standing around, you know. So, I want to do more of, you know, the, the focus of that pod, you know, and because each one you can do something different, you know what I'm saying? Those other guys just kind of just, just be bopping around. I love doing anything that's uh, – well, now from a skill position standpoint, right, not necessarily offensive line because you still – what I'm getting ready to say, you got too many people standing around. But anytime you can go half field or half line with, you know, with skill guys – and you can go, boom, we're going to throw, you know, we're going to work 41 over here. We're going to work 51 over here. We're going to work, uh, you know, 52 Z Fox over here. We're going to run smash over here, or we're going to run, um, you know, sluggo over here or uh, 53 or, you know, something like that. But yeah. just that way, because, you know, if, if you're, if you're fortunate enough to have enough guys, obviously, um, you know, even if you're off, you're only off for about six seconds while that other side is running that play. And then that next group's going. Um, so to me and plus, you know, if you throw 41 over here, left side's going to mirror 51, but mentally they're taking a a rep off mentally, in my opinion, unless they're just a great freaking player and you know, they're doing everything a hundred percent. Right. Yeah. But I love anything that's half line or, you know, running back with a half with a half offensive line, something like that. Because to me, I feel like you can go faster and get more reps that way without going eleven dudes. Yeah, well, one another thing we do with pass rushes, uh, we have one guy going at a time. But you know, our other 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 offensive linemen are taking their pass it. But I use I try to use that time for especially for my tackles because our tackles usually in two point stance, depending on what we're doing, um, and our guards and center, of course, in a three point stance, but. Uh, I'll use that time for them to focus on pass setting out the three-point stance when they're not going or when they are going. I'll leave it up to them. But when they're not going, they're in a three-point stance and they are practicing their pass set because they they get in a bad habit sometimes of always being in a two-point stance on a pass play. I'm like, you're, dude, you're telling them what we're doing. 
Like, you can't do that. Like you're telling yeah. that DC for the other team what we're doing. You got to stop doing that. So uh, doing that, I think doing that helps us out a lot. And also using young guys in that Jaeger pod we talked yeah. about. Yeah. So using those. So we'll go against our our, our better defensive de- 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 defensive linemen as well. But that first rep will be focused more on offense where we're getting our technique right. And then it gives that young guy a rep to go against a quality, you know, offensive lineman. Yep. And then the kind of go against, a, uh, you know, our, our, our better quality, I guess, or our better defensive lineman. And that rep should be better because they had a better rep at it before he got there. Exactly. <coughs> well, uh, Coach Edwards, what are you doing uh, quarterbacks-wise that's going through drill progressions? Um, you know, I know you're a Tony Franklin guy, right? Are you still a Tony Franklin guy? Oh. No, but you gave me some flashbacks there talking all that 4151 and all that stuff. <laughs> now, I haven't done that in a lot in a long time. Um, we don't we rarely line up in, you know, doubles and trips and things like that anymore. So um, I did I did that's how I learned, yes. Um, and 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 I've been to some clinics with Coach Webb, you know, at the TFS. We we probably cut cut ourselves and you know traded blood and did that whole yeah. deal that you got that but uh that's your COVID. No, for us we, that's your COVID we um been a long time ago yeah yeah counting how many f words coach uh tony franklin says in a clinic you know all that <laughs> <laughs> same talk every year you know? yeah yeah um but yeah it's good stuff coach we just kind of gotten away from uh the whole air raid mentality uh kind of what we do is you know we're more of an 11 personnel team and uh we're going to line up really wide uh with our splits we're going to try to run in the A-gaps. We're throwing verticals and heavy play action. So it kind of transitioned out of that. Um, but it's, to get back to, to what we were talking about, the uh, you know, for our practice schedule this year, you know, it, it, it became sort of unique um, because of the COVID deal. We had to decide, all right, if our running back room gets popped or two of our running backs are in history class together and they go home, are we putting in a ninth grader or are we going to put in, put in our best linebacker that can play running back? And so we started doing two indie uh, sessions. So we do, we get about 15 minutes. We call it indie or group. So coach Chastain is going to get 30 minutes straight or 30 minutes of indie. I mean, that they, they get more than they should ever get in my opinion, but it's never enough. You know, how those O-line guys are. Yeah. I mean, they always need, they need more. They need more. We get about five minutes of uh, of quarterback uh, indie, and then we'll get into uh, routes on air. And it's not the typical routes on air that probably you guys are doing. Okay, we still call it routes on air. But it's it's more. Um, I don't have five quarterbacks. I don't have four quarter. I have four. I have two young guys and two older guys. And but we don't we don't really progress and read anything. Um, so what we'll do is we'll take two guys and we'll work, a, you know, a two man combination that we're trying to work. Um, and, and we kind of break it down like that. I just don't have enough guys to be able to run them, you know, uh, you know, old Y cross and then run them back and yeah. have five balls being thrown and that kind of stuff. Nothing yeah. wrong with it. It's just, uh, you know, we've kind of transitioned to more of the vertical choice routes, things like that. And so in order to get that practice, you got to have a guy out there, a coach playing corner. Got to have another one playing safety. Um, I know and, how you feel, man. I'm I'm the same way. I that's what I'm doing. Yeah, and so our running backs, you know, are no longer involved in that drill. They're getting more and more uh, indie time with their running back coach, 
um, again, we got what we needed with them during that uh, hookup period. Um, but yeah, that, as far as Indy goes, you know, we'll do that with basically the offensive emphasis guys. Yeah. And then if they are a SWAT guy, that's going to go over um, in between them. We'll do, uh, you know, field goal, extra point. We're always trying to position special teams in between practice, kind of break it up. And so we'll do some uh, extra point field goal and then we'll go into a defensive emphasis. So like my quarterback this year, out of necessity, you might have seen, he played free safety. Yeah. And, you know, and that's not, I mean, it makes you a little nervous, but it's what we needed to do to win. And so he'll go over there, but my backup doesn't play any defense, Okay, you know? And so he's getting, he's getting 30 minutes of end. He's throwing a bunch of routes. So, um, you know, it's, it's more or less for the skill guys, as you know, it's more or less very little indie indie, but a lot more group. Yeah. Is there anything special that you do with, with your uh, offensive line or quarterbacks that you have kind of had like such an aha moment over the last couple of years where you're like, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my career. This is freaking awesome. Drill uh, I think offensive line wise, like we, I didn't mention it earlier. Or Coach uh, Coach Edwards did, but we do a post practice walkthrough, uh, and it hit us this year mentioning you know other guys playing multiple positions or both sides of the ball. Yep. Uh, we played Lee County this year, and I lost three interior starters within 24 hours. I had one with an MCL strain. One guy quit, and uh, the other got quarantined. Jeez. And uh, within 24 hours, that was a Monday and Tuesday. So I'm like, I don't, I mean, I don't, you know, like, what do you do, you know? But, you know, fortunately, we had a defensive lineman, our nose guard, starting nose guard, came over and played guard. Of course, he played tackle for me as, as, a, as a sophomore and a little bit as a junior. So he knew basically what, you know, kind of what we did and knew my steps and how, you know, how I coached and everything. And then we had to put a t- our, our first string tied in at the other guard, yeah. you know, unselfishly came in and played. And then we, I had to start a freshman, you know, at, at center, you know, and he was a, he's a 6'4", 260-pound freshman. Thankfully yeah. to have him, you know, but, I mean, that's the kind of situation we ran into. I think that's the first game that our quarterback had to play free safety because we had a couple guys on defense quarantined as well. So, uh, but going back to the, the walkthrough, uh, doing that for those guys, uh, you know, it really benefited us throughout the season. We had two teams we, fought, we played this year. One being Houston County and another being uh, um, Woodward. Woodward. Yeah. Uh, They came out in something completely different than they showed the entire year. So, (coughs) you know, having some of those guys, you know, know, and we had some other guys step up and come back in and play and move some guys around. A younger guy stepped up, ended up having a a sophomore center start the rest of the season, you know, and can move some guys around here and there and have some other guys step up. But, that walkthrough helps so much because we, when we do it, it we you got you got you got the running backs and you got the quarterbacks over there and the tight ends, so you have time to to, to focus on. Hey, so so running backs, what what uh, running back coach, what do you, what did you mess up? With? What do you need to focus on right here? Right, and also the same thing with the tight ends and also O line. So you have a few, but it's not usually about ten to fifteen minutes, and it's mm-hmm. not we're not like dogging them or anything else. It's just it's a big mental session right there because yeah. there are be tired because of practice so you don't want to you don't want to make them you know hate going to this of course so you gotta you gotta make them really you know and you gotta keep on the toes too now so we'll jump from a, a four three to a to a, a three three stat yeah you know call different plays and different formations and different motions with our tight ends you know and 
doing those kind of things, it really makes them focus. And I think that that's one of the biggest things we did this year off, uh, is in in the box wise that, that helped us, you know, get to the next, you know, get to the, uh, past that point. Yeah, absolutely. Coach, you got anything to add before we move on to uh, that last segment? Well, I'll probably get kicked out of the cult, you know, because <laughs> we don't do pat, we don't do pat and go anymore. We don't do news drill anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, I really feel that that, um, that pre-practice hookup has been really, really good because of what we do in the RPO and the play action world. I, I think that we're trying to create sameness you know, to where that, that linebacker is not able to see, you know, is he handing it off? Is he pulling it out? Is he throwing the RPO? Is he play action? Right. And so I, you know, that was usually the time reserved for those drills. And we've gotten away from that over the years. Um, uh, other than that, you know, I would say, you know, just changing up the routes on air just because we're not going to progression read. So we're not going to spend the time setting that drill up in that manner, but still get, routes thrown to receivers uh -huh. and working time things like that so um you know i think i think those are some of the things that that i've kind of learned over the years that that uh you know just kind of transition and how we do things offensively i just didn't see you know we're not line we're lining up wider than we ever did okay when i was doing the tony franklin stuff you know it's not top of the numbers it's not over the shoulder you know we're trying to throw that thing as far as we can and if he leaves it high and inside, that's okay. Because if we read the safety correctly, we look him off, we use our eyes and manipulate, there shouldn't be anybody there. Um, you know, takes good players too, Coach. I think that's important to say. You yeah. Have good Absolutely. <laughs> I remember seeing a tweet the other night that said, uh, if you are a high school coach and you're going to start trying to break down this Alabama national championship or this Alabama <laughs> offense, just stop yourself go grab a beer and, and relax uh, because you don't have Alabama players running around all over the field like these dudes, like these dudes have. What we were talking about before Zoom kicked us out was up-tempo, things like that. And so what I saw from your, your kids was kids who, as soon as, you know, they got tackled, they got out of bounds, whatever, ball got straight back to the ref, eyes got straight to the sideline. How long did it take? How long does it take to implement something like that? Even though you're not air raid, you're not necessarily Tony Franklin system. You're more of a balanced scheme. But how did you get your kids to buy into? Let's go, let's go, let's go, and get your eyes back to the sideline and get lined up real fast. Well, first, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. That is one thing that we preach day in and day out: is as soon as the play is over, your eyes are to the sideline and your eyes are to the signaler, we're getting the formation, we're lining up. Um, you know, we've got to get the ball uh, spotted quickly, so we don't need to be throwing the ball around. We need to get it to the right people so they can get it spotted. Um, you know, and then I just think it goes back to game planning and not having too much on your menu of plays. Mm -hmm. um, and then also as a play caller, having answer plays and to the point where you're calling the game, not just calling plays. So you have an answer for when they do this, I'm going to do that. So it's very similar to the wing tee. I would say that we're very close to what you see from a, uh, you know, old school Baylor uh, UCF type team. We're going to try to establish the run. Okay. Um, 
you know, we're going to line up wide. We're going to try to, we're going to try to get the, uh, the box that we want. And if we get the box we want, we're going to run it. And as soon as they start taking guys and inserting them into the box, we're going to either, you know, hard play action or we're going to RPO. Um, it's really simple. Um, you know, as far as what our kids just, you know, from our team periods and how we practice, they can almost tell you what's coming yeah. halfway signal. We're not real wordy with our verbiage. Um, everything is just very simple and we just try to, you know, we're blessed to have good players. So we just want to cut them loose and let them play ball. And, you know, the less thinking, the better, the less thinking on my quarterback, he's usually reading one guy, you know, there's not a whole lot to, uh, for him to process. Now, for you as O line, you know, are you do you signal for your O line first? First of all, or does somebody else? Do, do not. No, we have we have basically two centers on the sideline that signal in. You okay. know, whatever they signal in, but uh, they know that when the, when the whistle blows, I, I'm we have we have a behind view camera for practice, and I stand right behind that camera so I can get my eyes on the on the five the five or six guys in the box. Okay. And, um, as soon as that, that whistle blows, that, that, that we have a, we have another coach spotting the ball, and they are they're not they're trying to sprint to the ball. Of course, uh, they're getting their feet set and their eyes to the sideline. And it starts with your center. Like, well, we always preach to we always preach to them is we set tempo because mm-hmm. everybody you, you know you're alignment. Well, I'm an athlete too, you know. They get your butt to the line, center, get your feet set, and get your eyes to the sideline, and you know get the signal, and then get down, you know say our quick words, whatever we're saying real fast, and then let's go to, let's go work, you know? So uh, I think that, you know, if, if I don't have to do it every practice, but, you know, sometimes when, you know, they're in, you know, 10, 11 plays in a row, hey, hey let's go, get your feet, get your feet, get your feet, hurry, 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 get your feet, let's play, let's play. Yeah. You know, you kind of start doing that kind of thing. Just a little reminder out there, you know, it's what we're still going to do, you yeah. know, whether you're tired or not. And uh, even our guys, you know, after the state championship game came back and said, Man, you know, we I didn't so we didn't sub as much, you know, the last week or so because you should be your your optimal game, your best game, you know. Yeah. And uh, they came back and said, "Man, I'm glad you made us, you know, play a lot, lot more than we have been in the past, you know, the previous weeks, you know, or the or the, or the regular season." Because I mean, we had a I think a, a 15 play drive, a 14 play drive, and you know, we're not subbing on those plays, on those no, drives. Of course not. So. Uh, and you know we and we were going pretty fast, so yeah. those guys were, you know, they're like, "Man, I'm glad we did that." <laughs> so it was good. It's the best conditioning for them too. Um, so how did y'all work towards really becoming that balanced scheme? Um, you know, if I know you were talking about it earlier, but I don't know if we ever got to it or if it got recorded or or whatnot. As far as you know, working from that drop back to to what y'all are now, more balanced. Obviously, more run the ball. Like you said, you want to establish the run a little bit uh, first and foremost. Um, but you're in a lot of tight end personnel. I mean, I saw I saw a good bit of 12 personnel uh, in that state championship game. Now, you have to have the bodies to be able to have two tight ends in the game. And, you know, y'all are very fortunate to have that. We, we are not very – you know, we're not fortunate to have 6'2", 6'1", 6'3", 220 guys to to really put their hand in the dirt and become a tight end, but they can also run a, you know, four, seven, four, eight, 40. Um, so as a, as a former, former Tony Franklin guy now working more towards the balance scheme uh, of doing that, how has that shifted your thought process uh, as a caller? Uh, 
play caller. Well, when I when I left uh, when I left North Paulding and I went down to Cairo to work, um, I took it as an opportunity to kind of try to try to change things up a little bit, you know, okay. uh, freshen things up. And uh, I remember uh, my first spring practice down there. I look across an inside drill. We just have these animals over there. I mean, we were about to get smoked. I mean, yeah. it was the best defense that I've ever – I mean, in 16, I think that was that was a phenomenal defense we had in Cairo. And um, I just remember thinking, you know, it, it would rain a lot down there and things like that. And what do you – you know, you're, you're kind of caught with your pants down when it's, a, when it's a downpour and you're throwing it 50 times a game. Very true. And so – uh, I didn't want to, I didn't want to put, and, and then the other thing is coach is that, um, what if you ain't got a quarterback? Yeah. I mean, I was blessed at North Paulding and Heath will tell you, we had good quarterbacks come through there. And, uh, you know, at Cairo, we had average quarterbacks. Um, my first year we had a good one. Then we had more of a guy that was more of a, you know, he could run the triple. He plays at Navy right now. Mm. So we would run it. We would in, incorporate a little bit of triple option and things like that. Um, I think balance is maybe the wrong word to explain it. We're just going to do what you give us. You know, if you load the box, we're going to throw it. Um, if you give us a light box, we're going to run it. Um, I don't think it takes a lot of, um, a true tight end. We make them out of either an offensive lineman or a defensive end. Um, anybody we can get our hands on because you, you know, they're not going to catch a lot of balls, but if you tell them, Hey, there's a a good chance you're going to catch some balls. They're fired up. They want to do it. Yeah. Um, so you got to find that defensive end or linebacker that's just kind of lost and can't get on the field somehow and give them a job. And, you know, and to be quite honest, our tight ends have to know a whole heck of a lot because they're involved in the pass game, protections, run game. It's a tough spot for us. But, um, you know, like I said, I just think um, just kind of clinicking and being around people and, you know, I'm a football junkie. I mean, I'm always trying to learn and, uh, you know, figure out new ways to do things. And, and I, it just made sense to me. Um, and it really, like I said, happened when I went, when I moved down to South Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember watching Cockwood County um, back when they went 30 and 0. They were changing personnel groups like seamlessly. Yeah. 12 feet, 11, 10, boom, didn't miss a beat. And, uh, you know, a lot of what we do, you know, when our tempo game is if we identify things we like against the defense, you know, we may put a one word on it, you know. And so okay. it's got all this stuff where you can spell it out, but I'm going to put one word on it, and now we can get it going fast. Yeah. Um, you know, and so I think that was something that, that, that helps us here. But it's having a small menu of plays, um, and I think, is the key to it. Um, like you said, the uh, mechanics of getting the ball and all that stuff plays a huge role in it as well. But you got to get that first down, or you got to get our goal. You know, we don't have a lot of goals. We're trying to get plus four on yep. first down. Yep, yep. Same um, here. You know, and so if we get that, we feel like we're on schedule. My head coach is phenomenal. He lets us do our thing. He's more of a defensive guy. Of course, he wants to know what we're doing, but you know, he'll get on the headset and be like, "You got two plays here, coach." So sometimes we treat third down like second down. Yeah. But things like that, I think. And like Coach said, the cohesion of our staff is is unbelievable. Our families hang out. It's just a great atmosphere. 
And I've had that before and I've been places where we didn't have it and that, you know, maybe a difference in age and things like that. But I think having that, you ain't always going to be 13 and one, 15 and oh, you better like being around those guys. You know, <laughs> I like, these are my best friends. I like being around them and uh, it just makes for a special time. Did, uh, are y'all on an iPad? Yeah. Yeah. Y'all look a lot better than I do. I'm really like grainy and all this other sort of stuff. I'm like, damn, they look like they're on a damn 1080 picture over there. And I'm like <laughs> 720, man. Cause I'm like, golly. Cause, uh, this looks fuzzy and it looks ugly. And yeah. I'm, I'm going to start using my iPad more for this, but anyway. Um, yeah, we definitely have special code words for different motions. And okay. so one word would tell a guy to maybe move, you know, a lot of times then it sounds crazy coach, but we tell our guys, you know, especially our tight ends, you got to line up for success. So I don't care where you line up. If I'm going to do use a, you know, use a, a buzzword that says, I want you to motion in, but I want you to start somewhere else. You line up wherever you want. Uh -huh. They get crazy with that sometimes. Like we did that. And my damn tight end is lined up in the pistol. Like he's a running back. <laughs> you know, he did that. I said, now, all right. I know I told you, you can line up wherever you want, but let's not do that. You yeah. know? So I put him, you know, he'll line up in the slot or, you know, for instance, like that game against Cartersville, we traded our tight end and then we motioned our other guy in, right? Like you mentioned, and we didn't do that all year first time we did it but it's a, it, you know it's a it's again it goes back to the game plan how can we change the presentation and run the same plays yeah right and so we would give them a word you know that would trade him from one side to the other just a simple word if you had a trade and a motion give it a word and then it's in the signal so we got two signalers we got a formation motion guy we got a play guy and all that stuff like everybody else in america and we we um Something that we did that I took from the system that was here, um, and we tried to blend some stuff when I got hired two years ago. They played for two state championships. I'm not, not going to blow this thing up. Like, yeah, I got to be me, but I got a great coach with me, and I got to use him, and he's got to help me build this thing. So I took a lot of the things that I did at Cairo and brought it up here and, and at North Paulding and all that stuff, and then we just kind of created our offense. Um, when I started staying with him. So I guess what I'm getting to, and I really kind of forgot what I was trying to say, to be quite honest, but. Um, right, now you're acting like me. Yeah, yeah it's getting late. It's getting late. Um, but, you know, just trying to find ways to make it simple for, for our guys to be able to execute those things. So it's lined up for success. If I'm running power and power right, he needs to be on the right side. You can't run power right from the left. Um, if we're running split zone, we have a base way to line up. If we want you to line up differently, we're going to tell you that. I, I remember now what I was going to say. The one thing that I really like that he convinced me on is we, we signal to all 11, okay? Um, we signal to all 11 guys. Yeah. One signaler, you know, signals to all of them to play and all that stuff. Obviously, the, uh, the, the um, uh, offensive line doesn't need to necessarily know formations unless we're trading a, a tackle or doing some stuff like that. And right. that gets communicated. So it gets to my quarterback. He starts verbalizing the, the formation, you know, just shouting it out so everybody knows. And if you watch our guys, they communicate with each other. So, like, my receiver, my H, who usually is the guy that builds a formation, he's hollering 
to the X, if we're in an overset, come on, you know, some of those guys, you know, are really bright. So we just say, Hey man, be a coach on the field. And we try to get them to help each other out. So constant communication, um, but it goes straight to everybody. So the quarterback doesn't have to take time to, um, you know, tell them what the play is to the O-line. I know some people do that. I've done that. Um, our center is uh, the cadence is on the center. You guys yep. probably do that. Um, yep. Uh, that's something that, that, that Tony Franklin guys have always done. And I think that gives that center a head start. Absolutely mm-hmm. gives them a head start. Um, it draws a lot of offsides for uh, the defense a lot, I think, easier. Um, so those are just some of the things that, that we do uh, to be able to get to where we're going fast. We have all those things. It's not that we made that up when we traded that tight end. We have that in our package, but, you know, we never had to use it. But we felt that was going to be beneficial for us. There is no time that we want to get the ball snapped. We don't say we got to get snapped in – 12 seconds or okay. 10 seconds. It's, you know, we want to kind of, it's kind of like an accordion, you know, we want to change it up and just go fast and, you know, go slow and, you know, we'll muddle huddle here and there and, you know, kind of keep those guys off balance. Okay. I got you. Coach Chastain, you got anything else to add to that? Uh, I know we're wrapping up on talking for almost two hours. Um, <laughs> I could talk for about two more. Um, but my wife would probably lock me out of the house and sleep out here with the dogs. <laughs> no, I think you pretty much covered everything. All right, guys. Well, you know, I really, uh, really appreciate y'all coming on tonight and talking to us about uh, a state championship winning program and, and how y'all kind of uh, built some things up and, <clears throat> you know, we're able to change some things over the last three or four years, but able to keep things the same and, and keep building on things that were, that were working for you. So I really appreciate y'all coming on. Appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, Jeremy Edwards, Kelly Chastain, offensive line coach uh, is coach Chastain and uh, Jeremy Edwards, offensive coordinator at Warner Robins. So uh, see y'all next time.